You are listening to episode five of the TJ Tells It podcast. Today, I'm telling you how to get your nutrition on point with some menu planning and meal prepping tips. Welcome to the TJ Tells It podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and this is your straight talk guide to the fitness lifestyle by a non-traditional fitness junkie. Have you ever said, I could never run, lift weights, take a spin class, complete a 5K, or even that marathon? If you ever said, I'm not the fitness type, Are you afraid to go to the gym because you don't know where to start or what to do? Or are you just looking for a little motivation to get out the door? If I just described you, then this is the podcast for you. You will hear about starting a health and fitness lifestyle, tips and tricks to staying on track and motivated. You'll learn the ins and outs of becoming a healthier you. You will also get to meet some of my favorite fitness junkies around and more. Lace up your shoes and let's get this journey started. Hello, hello. Welcome to the TJ Tells It podcast. To my return listeners, welcome back to brand new people. Welcome, welcome. Today is going to be all about nutrition. It's a huge part of a health and fitness journey and you can work out all you want, but the saying that abs are made in the kitchen is a very true thing. So how did I get my nutrition on point? Well, in reality, it's a work in progress. For instance, I just started training again for the PNC Atlanta 10 miler and Thanksgiving half marathon and I ramped up my training, but kind of forgot about ramping up the nutrition part of it. And when you increase your physical activity level, you definitely need to make sure that you're fueling your body with enough uh, of the right things. Do you have enough carbohydrates? Do you have enough protein? Do you have enough fat? Are you eating your fruits and vegetables? Are you hydrating? And I may or may not have forgotten to kind of check in with myself about whether or not I was actually eating enough, whether I was drinking enough. And it landed me with a migraine, but I knew as soon as it hit and it kind of came on, I was like, oh, I definitely need to do a check-in with my nutrition. Am I eating the right stuff? Am I hydrating enough? Am I giving my body what it needs to perform at the level in which I'm asking it to? And I wasn't. So I have started once again, making sure that I'm on point with all of these things. How do I do that? Well, I get a little notebook and I write down things. I keep track of what I eat, what I drank, and also how much sleep am I getting? What time am I going to bed? And what time am I getting up? And generally doing that for a couple of weeks helps put me right back on track. I can make sure that I'm packing enough food to take with me to work because it's more than just packing your lunch and maybe an afternoon snack. A lot of times I need to pack a breakfast, two snacks, lunch, and sometimes I even need to pack dinner depending on how long I'm going to be gone and how hungry I think I'm going to be. So in doing that, it made me think about how I should probably share with y'all about how do I make sure that I have what I need to eat nutrition wise in my house and ready to go without it being super stressful. I lead a busy life like many of you do and having some quick and easy things that you can do in order to ensure that you can stay on track or get on track or start your nutrition journey is key. So there are two parts to this. It's menu planning and meal prepping. You may think that when people say, oh, I'm a meal prepper, that they're talking about the whole kit and caboodle, but really it's two different things. So let's start with part one. It's menu planning. How do I menu plan? 
Well, it depends on the week. I take a look at my schedule and then I decide what I want to have available and how much of it and when I want to eat it. But let's start at the very beginning. For those of you who have never done menu planning or meal prepping, we'll start with step one. And the key to a successful menu is including the foods that you'll actually eat. So step one, start with a list of foods. They're all over the internet. I'll link one in the show notes, but take that list and highlight the foods that you actually eat. Not the foods that you should eat, but the foods that you actually eat. I bet there's probably five or six things in each category of major food groups that you eat. Start there. If it's something that you actually like to eat, will eat, can find readily, then you're more likely to be successful along this journey. The other thing is step two, which is print out a meal planner, a calendar. I'll link one that I've created that's a five-day menu planner that you can use to get yourself started in this process. The other thing is the third step. Your meal should include a protein, vegetable and or fruit, a complex carb and a fat. Let's start basic. Keep a balanced meal and you'll know that you're feeding your body nourishing foods that you actually like to eat. I actually take that printed out list with the highlights and say, oh, I want to eat chicken with carrots and rice and I want to have maybe um, some olive oil or avocados and then I'll have a side of a piece of fruit. That's how I make a simple meal. And now how you flavor it, whether it's a taco or it's a rice bowl, that comes late. But just figuring out like I want to eat chicken for lunch this week is a step that is crucial to making sure that you have the food that you'll eat. So if you take one food item from each category from that highlighted list and put them together, then you know you have a balanced meal. Then you have a healthy menu readily available for you to eat. The fourth one is probably the most important one in this entire journey, health and fitness, nutrition, and life in general. Be flexible. That's why I say take a look at your schedule. You need to look at your schedule and see, am I going out to lunch one day this week? Am I celebrating some big milestone, a birthday? Or is it one of those times where I know I need something grab and go? Be flexible. You may plan a menu, but you may need to change it on the fly too. That's all part of being flexible. Say you are married and your partner comes home and says, I got this giant promotion. Let's go to steakhouse and celebrate. But you're like, well, my menu plans that I was eating spaghetti for the day. Save the spaghetti. You can come back to it another time. But just remember when you're out ordering, order something that's in all the categories and then you know you have a balanced meal. The other thing is, even if you don't have a balanced meal at that one restaurant, because you've planned your other meals and you've eaten the things that are healthy and nutritious, but that you actually like to eat, that one meal isn't going to kill you. So the last and final step in menu planning is keep it simple. How do I keep it simple? I rely on leftovers. I know that I'm going to make a chicken and rice bake. So then when I make my menu plan, I have chicken and rice for dinner. Then I may have chicken and rice for lunch a couple of times during the week. Now, for those of you who say you don't like leftovers, change up the spices, change up the seasoning. You can take a simple chicken and rice dish and eat it as chicken and rice one day, add a little taco seasoning, and then you have a Mexican chicken and rice dish. Add a little soy sauce to it or some teriyaki sauce to it, and then you have an Asian bowl. There are ways that you can vary your leftovers so that you don't feel like 
you're eating the same things over and over again. So again, menu planning. It's really simple. Start with foods that you actually eat. Print out a meal planner and fill it in. Make sure your meals check off a protein, a vegetable, complex carb, fat, and include some fruit in there too. Remember to be flexible and keep it simple. So that part's done. That'll take you about 30 minutes. It may take you a little bit longer the first time you do it because you got to highlight the list of foods that you'll eat and print out the menu planner. But once you do it once, you can kind of vary it and you having that highlighted list of foods will help you along the way. Now, the second part is the meal prep part. This is the action that at the end of it, you'll have tangible food product, also known as a meal, that you can grab out of your refrigerator and take with you. Or you'll have the parts of a meal so that if you come home and cooking is relaxing for you, which it is for me some days, then you have everything chopped and ready to go and you're less likely to leave out the parts of the meal that you not really care for. Like, I'm not a huge vegetable fan. And so if I have to come home and cook something from raw to finished, I'm more likely to skip the vegetables if they aren't already chopped and ready to go. I'm likely to just cook some protein, throw a carb in there, if that, or sometimes I'll just eat a plate of meat. Not gonna lie, definitely have done that before, but that'll leave you imbalanced. How do I do my meal prep? I generally pick a couple of days to do it over. I am the type of person that loves to go to the grocery store and I'll go to three different grocery stores and find the best deal on something. And that takes time too. So when I have that time available to me, I try and split it over two days. Like I may grocery shop on Saturday and then meal prep and cook on Sundays. That's been the most successful for me so that I make sure that I prep entirely rather than just prepping a portion of the food that I need. That's kind of what got me in trouble this week in that I prepped part of it but didn't prep the whole thing and then it became real easy to kind of skimp on finishing out a balanced plate. So step one for meal prep, read any recipes and make your grocery list and then go grocery shopping. So getting the produce that you need, getting the protein that you need, picking out your fruits and your vegetables and getting them in your house, into your kitchen, that's gonna be key. Because if the ingredients aren't on hand and you don't have everything to make a recipe, your meal prep is gonna become significantly more stressful and more likely to not actually take place. And reading a recipe all the way through will allow you to know how long it's going to take to cook, what does your oven need to be at, and things like that. Step two, this is probably day two of the process if you're the type of person who likes to go to multiple grocery stores or you're squeezing things in where you can. Like, I have time to go to the grocery store, but I don't have time to cook everything today. When you get ready to start cooking, preheat your oven, pull out the pans and dishes that you need, and that way you can make sure that they're all clean. I used to fall into the trap of things weren't ready to go when I needed them, so I wasn't keeping dishes cleaned or I'd put away a part of a meal in a dish that I would need to make something else or things are just hanging out in the dishwasher forget to run the dishwasher so my kitchen wouldn't be ready to go so having your kitchen ready to go preheating the oven and pulling out what you need is a crucial step in your meal prep third tip or step would be to chop, season, mix, and cook everything. So you've read your recipes, you know what you need, you've pulled out your dishes, you have the oven going, now it's time to get down and do the actual work of it. Wash your vegetables, peel them, chop them or slice them or spiralize them, however you need them for the particular recipe. Take your meat out, 
get it seasoned, ready to go, layer it into your pans, and then get it in the oven to cook. Now, the order of operations matters when you do this, unless you have all day to kind of meander through the process, which sometimes I do and I don't mind it. But generally, busy people want to get in and get out. So you want to figure out what's going to take the longest to cook. That'll be giant chicken breasts, sweet potatoes if you're cooking them whole, things like that you want to get going. If you're cooking up a large vat of brown rice, you'll want to get that going. That takes 45 minutes or longer. And if you can start that first while you're doing other things that don't take as long, things will finish kind of at the same time when you get ready to get to the next step. I tend to want to cook my meat and vegetables together because it's just easier. I like those casserole type of dishes that aren't really casseroles because they don't include cream of mushroom and cream of chicken soup. But for instance, this week I had some rather large chicken breasts and I knew they were going to take a while. And I had some chopped already carrots, onions, and celery that I chopped the day before. And so I lay the chicken breast on a bed of those vegetables because they can take a while to roast and then it all cooked together, flavored well, use some simple um, seasoned salt and a little bit of garlic powder. And that's all she wrote. And it's great. It produced a little bit of juice. I had cooked vegetables and I had cooked protein. So all I needed to throw in there is a complex carb and maybe a piece of fruit. Today, I ate it with some corn tortillas. Super simple, not hard, but very filling and nutritious. So now that you've had everything, it's chopped, it's seasoned, and it's cooked, and things are starting to finish at the same time, you might need to put components together or figure out how much you want to take when. So that leads us to the fourth step. You want to containerize and portion out the food that you've cooked. I find it so much easier if I already have the meals put together when I'm taking things to go. It can save me 10 or 15 minutes in the morning if I've already portioned out my chicken and vegetables and rice, even if I have them in separate containers, because I'm not quite sure kind of what I want to go together in a particular day, just having four ounce chicken breast in one container and having vegetables measured out in another container and kind of decided what my complex carbs are going to be makes it so much easier. But if I've taken the time to do part one, which is menu planning, it's even simpler. I take the components of each meal that I've written out and package them together. I have some Tupperware containers that have three sections in them. I do use plastic baggies sometimes. I'll use mason jars and things like that in order to put my meals together. I tend to eat smaller meals throughout the day rather than three large meals and two snacks. I tend to eat just five roughly the same size meals and I like to have them all together. That way in the morning, I just reach in and grab the top things off each stack and know that if I put five meals in my bag or four meals in my bag, that I have everything I need all together. You want to go ahead and take the step of portioning it out. I use a food scale and measuring cups and having multiple sets of measuring spoons and measuring cups will help immensely with this process. Because if you think about it, I like to make um, homemade granola that's a nut and seed granola and it uses some of my measuring spoons. 
It uses some of the measuring cups, it uses the mixing bowl. But when I get ready to go portion out my food, I want to be able to quickly and easily be able to take that granola that's cooled and now perfectly crispy, a little bit sweet, a little bit spicy, and put it in the containers and know that I have an appropriate portion. Having multiple sets of measuring cups allows me to do that quite easily. I will also post the recipe for an all nut and seed kind of molasses and maple or honey with a little cinnamon and ginger uh, recipe on the blog so you can access that too. The other thing about portioning things out, especially if you're like me, you want to be precise and weighing it out, that takes time. So doing it four times all in a row back to back, you know whether or not A, you have enough food, which hopefully you've already done the calculations and that kind of thing um, to make sure that you bought enough protein, but that you know how many portions of each thing that you have. And when you are pulling from your menu plan to pack your food for the day, you have it readily available. The last tip is the same as with menu planning. Keep it simple. If you're just starting out on this and you feel overwhelmed with trying to prep five meals for five days or even seven days in the week, just pick one. What's the meal that you eat out of your house? Do you eat your lunch out of the house? If that's so, I would suggest that you figure out what you want to eat for lunch for the five days or seven days out of the week that you're out of the house and meal prep that. I also suggest that you meal prep a couple of snacks so that you have some healthy options on hand and ready to go. You can do them kind of all at the same time and it's easy to have something healthy and nutritious to grab and go. And that way, if you have to stop for gas, you're not tempted to go into the gas station and get those Cheetos because let's all be real. You're not buying the boiled eggs or the apple and cheese slices from the deli case because you're like, I can get that at the grocery store for like $5 cheaper than what you're going to charge me for it. But these Cheetos are $1.50. Better yet, if I get two, then I can get two for two twenty-five, and then you end up with stuff that you don't really need that's not nutritious on your journey. But if you are prepped and ready to go, then you have healthy, nutritious options ready to go. Let's recap this. Meal prepping is not that much harder than menu planning and doesn't have to be complicated. Read your recipes, make your list and grocery shop. Then when you get ready to start your cooking, Turn your oven on, pull out your pots and pans, make sure you have that stuff ready to go. Third thing, do the hard work. Do the chopping, the seasoning, the mixing, cooking. But if you do it in the right order, longest cooking thing or lowest temperature in the oven first, then things will finish all about the same time. Then you wanna containerize it and portion it out the same day you cook it. Don't just put it all away in big portions because you're less likely to measure it out or even take it with you because it's not easy and convenient. The last thing is keep it simple. These are 10 tips that can get you started on your menu planning and meal prepping journey and keep your nutrition on point. If you head on over to tjtellsit.com, you can find parts one and two of meal planning and meal prepping, as well as the recipe for the granola and some additional bonus material on how you can get your nutrition on point and do it in a short amount of time. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time for another episode of the TJ Tells It podcast, telling about a health and fitness journey. You can find all the archive episodes and show notes at tjtellsit.com forward slash podcast. Never miss the next episode by subscribing through your favorite podcast app, such as Stitcher, iTunes, or Google Play, or just sign up for my email newsletter on tjtellsit.com. 
Not only that, signing up will score you a free weekly fitness planner. You can join me on Facebook to discuss the episodes and all things related to a health and fitness journey in the TJ Tells It community on Facebook. Just three questions to answer and I'll add you to the group. You can send your questions to me at tj at tjtellsit.com. In between episodes, you can follow my journey on Instagram or Twitter by following TJ Tells It. Until next time. Keep in mind that this is a one step at a time, always moving forward journey, and you will too succeed on your health and fitness journey. I'm TJ and I'm telling you.